Views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome. Welcome to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking your time to join us as we talk about the sport of kings. That's each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you live on. And by now, you should know. And if not, you should not be playing horses nor driving a car nor even having that second beer. We are heading in to jewel number two, just when you think it can't get any better with the Derby. Two weeks later comes the Preakness. Then you have a long wait. Then you got three weeks, and then it's Belmont. This weekend, this Saturday, in two days, it is the 135, 135th Preakness, or 135, if you're there. And it's held at Baltimore. That's in Maryland. And coverage will be on NBC 430 Eastern Time, so get your bet on and catch it at your favorite tracker, OTB, or be a castator and watch the great NBC feed. Our good friend Mike Pataglia, who we had on a few weeks, will be under Bob Newmar at all. But either which way, be sure to get your bet on. But before you do so, download Winning Ponies. Now, I've been saying this for a while, and I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. This is the best part of actually the Triple Crown. That's actually turning it on and making it happen. Winning Ponies has their crosshairs set on big days such as these. These guys have really just done incredibly well. Now, I know everyone says that, you know, well, gee, I picked a few winners, and, you know, gee, I, you know, I, I made a few bucks. But winning ponies is tried and it's proven. You know, the best part about for me, when I first discovered winning ponies and actually hooked up with these guys, i got to tell you, I started reading, and I read a whole lot about racing, and I actually wanted to take a look at material that was fresh, new, and innovative. It's economical. It was easy to understand. I'm a pretty good handicapper. I guess I'm like you are. I'm a pretty good handicapper. I know what I'm reading, but actually I started looking at what they do. Their testimonials spoke for themselves. They're economical, and I picked them up when it was a big racing weekend, and I realized that they had their guns loaded and they were ready. They're just not really one circuit and out and it's never too late to jump on the winning ponies. I say just check it out for yourself. You see the testimonials. You'll see the races. You're going to see everything involved. And I think that, you know, you're just going to really be excited, especially, you know, when you start locking up and, and you're taking a look at tier level two, tier level three, and then you see these giant price runners. See, that, that's what really kind of caught me. And, I, you know, I'm not going to fib to you and say, Gee, I really like that 50-to-1 shot. I kind of thought that he'd round out my try nicely. But actually, they did. And it helped me move and elevate my handicapping up to another level. Just like you, I'm a good handicapper, but we can always get better. Check it out, Winning Ponies, for yourself. 
We're here each and every Thursday, and we always try to make it happen. So, with that being said, I'm not going to give out a recap of last week's races because there's really no preps coming up to the second jewel, the Preakness, the 135th Preakness. It's just incredible. It's hard for me to believe that it, it is just rolling right along. I mean, you know, it just seems like yesterday we were, we were right there in the throng of things in January talking about, well, down the road, things are going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. But it's here. It's upon us. And let me run down the field of the 135th Preakness. It's a grade one event. They're going to go a mile and three sixteenths. At Pimlico in Baltimore, Maryland, number one is Aikenite from the rail. J.J. Castellano aboard for Todd Pletcher, 20-1. to 1. Two is Schoolyard Dreams, 15-1. to 1. Abar Coop for Derek Ryan, square price, 15-1. to 1. Three is Pleasant Prince, 20-1. to 1. Julian Lepru and Wesley Ward. Team now, Wesley Ward was an Eclipse Award-winning apprentice rider. Number four is Northern Giant. 31, Terry Thompson, D. Wayne Lucas is a trainer. Five is Joanna Twist, Edgar Prado, 30 to 1 for Richard Dutro. Always dangerous. The sixth, Jackson Ben, Mikey Smith aboard for Nick Zito, who knows how to win races at 12 to 1. Looking at Lucky, new rider aboard, Martin Garcia. Nice little rider from California. 3 to 1 for Bullet Bob Baffert. Gary Gomez, first off, let me preface it with this. There is nothing against him, wrong with him. Stay with Gomez, betting with both hands. But Martin Garcia is Baffert's B-riding man. And I'm going to tell you what, the kid can flat-out ride. Gomez and Lucky, they just did not gel. Three to one out of the seven all. They ate Super Saver, five to two, the Derby winner. Looking to be the next, the only, the only Derby Triple Crown hopeful that we have here. There's only one in this Super Saver, five to two, Calvin Burrell. Todd Pletcher, the nine is Kara Cortado, Paul Atkinson, and Michael Mikowski, ten to one. The ten is Patty Oprado, Kenta Sormo, nine to two, and Dale Romans teaming up. Patty Oprado, they put the whip away a little bit early, and uh, Kent D taking a little bit of smoke for it. But I got to tell you what, you're going to have yourself a nice fresh runner here. He didn't beat him up at all in the Derby. I, I think it was a great ride. I, I, I love the way Kent rides. The 11 first dude, named after Sarah Palin's husband, Todd Palin, Ramon Dominguez in the irons, 20 to 1 for Dale Romans again. Then rounding out the field is the 12 Dublin, 10 to 1. Garrett, go, 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 Gomez, the spoiler he can play for D. Wayne Lucas, 10 to 1 Dublin, hitting on all cylinders. That is your field for Preakness 135, post time 612 Eastern time, or whatever time zone you're going to be living in. Weather report for this Saturday in Maryland. Partly cloudy, 78 degrees, lowest 61, precipitation, 10% chance of rain. But the night before, expect a little bit of rain. And, you know, at this time of year, a track can't get enough water onto it. So it's not a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing at all to actually say, well, well, it's going to rain a little bit the night before. That's okay. That, that's, to be honest with you, that's a-okay. They can't get enough rain on it. So there's your weather report. It's going to be nice, and we're going to like that. We're going to be liking that at all. Let me throw out a little something here to you. I read this, and uh, this is from the Courier-Journal. Our good friend Jenny Reese, an article from Jenny. I love all Jenny's articles. Super Sabres Kentucky Derby Trophy will be, include the names of owner Windstar Farm, trainer Todd Pletcher, and Calvin Burrell, but many more people played roles in getting the Colt to the winner's circle. 
in 2010 and and on his way to the Preakness here. Pletcher is 150 employees, 150 caring for his runners, for his 175 runners, which makes one of the largest racing stables in America. No outfit has more stakes winner with 23 different horses capturing at least one such race this year. Isn't that incredible? 175 horses. But whereas many derby horses have the same groomer exercise rider wherever they go, the Super Saver staff never changes depending on his locale. Pletcher Stable is set up so currently five divisions are nearly identical in operation. This guy has got his game together. He came under the D. Wayne Lucas umbrella. Todd Pletcher, and I, and I had to throw that out there. One, because Jenny Reese, incredible writer, Clips award-winning writer, two-time, put that together. And I just wanted to kind of give kudos to, to Team Pletcher. Now, there could have been a reiteration or rehashing of races that ran last week, but this stuff's more important. Here's a little something that might kind of catch your ear a little bit. Preaked by the Preak ad campaign. It has been described as funny, eye-catching, irreverent, offensive, and sexually suggestive. So which is it? This is according to the Blood Horse, depending on your sense of humor or lack thereof or where your mind goes. It works on all levels. It works, period. More than a week before the May 15 Preakness stakes at Pimlico Racecourse. Ticket sales are up 25% and are expected to increase... Maryland Jockey Club cites the interest of its Get Your Preak On advertising campaign in the greater Baltimore area. Maryland Jockey Club President Chom Chucka said the organization took criticism for banning carrying booze a few years ago, the all-you-can-drink beer mug, because the infield area is just off the hook. We actually asked John Engelhart that at the end of the show. He's going to call in, do some powerhouse handicapping. John and I, we've done radio together. You'll hear him on here as a frequent guest, and uh, I think you'll enjoy that. But we'll ask him because uh, he did a little uh, few stints out there to the Preakness there. But the racing industry as a whole has been criticized for not promoting, not advertising, and not being on the cutting edge or targeting a younger demographic. Well, here you are, and it's up. Get your Precon is all over builders, bus posters, Social networking sites and radio station. It has been slammed for the suggestive nature and desperate attempt to return to the packed house status, especially in the infield when they ixnade the uh, bringing all you want as far as alcohol. Once again, John can describe that. I do know that they had a great running of the portlets, which was only second to the Preakness. The bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, we actually dig in deep, we make things happen. And we offend somebody. You know, River Downs, a little track I work for, actually we came up with an innovative, innovative little commercial. And once again, I'll allude to my partner, John Engelhardt. He was a great part of this and putting it together. I believe we came in third in the world. And some people felt it was a little suggestive. It could have been. A little tongue-in-cheek. A little bit of fun. A whole lot of fun, to be honest with you. But the whole big thrust is it was actually just advertising a product that can use and need every bit of help it can. Now, I've heard the infield portion of the Preakness is just wilder than all get out. But we'll check in with him. He's going to be going in at the bottom of the hour. Special guest tonight is going to be Hall of Fame writer Chris McCarron. And I think you're going to be enjoying that. We're going to be going there here in a little bit. And then John Engelhardt will be calling in. We're going to handicap the Preakness card in and the rest of the stakes races. 
like 8 through 12. And, and we've also got a big race at River Downs this weekend. So a lot of neat things that are really happening in racing are coming our way. Just want to lay it on you. In 2008, Big Brown wins the Derby, wins the Preakness, comes in ninth in the Belmont. Go back and take a look at Triple Crown near misses. And I think you're going to start scratching your head saying, can Super Saver do it? But you're only going to find that out if you stay tuned. But before we get all all that, we're going to be going out when we come back from break to our special guest, Hall of Fame writer, Mr. Chris McCarron, here on Winning Ponies. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never going to be the same. Cause I settle up my horse and I ride into the city. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities 
commodities and real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time to tune in as we are leading right into the second jewel of racing for the Triple Crown, that is, for the three-year-olds. The Preakness, can you believe it's, it's already upon us? I couldn't believe Derby has already came and went. Right now I'm watching TVG, I'm watching a little bit of Evangeline, looks like Woodbine, Meadowlands. I still like to keep it on there. And kind of keep it fresh in my mind there. And, you know, right out there, right right out there on Front Street, it's a bad time to kind of go complacent. And uh, you always want to kind of keep your mind in a racing game. But either which way, I've got TVG brewing in the background. Kind of led you on a little bit here. Triple crown near misses. Now, I know it, this is going to kind of sound a little bit crazy as we're waiting for Chris McCarron to be calling in to us. 46 horses have won two legs of the Triple Crown. Of those, 16 horses won the Derby, Kentucky Derby, and Preakness Stakes, only to be beaten in the Belmont Stakes. That's a grueling mile and a half at Belmont. Two others, Burger King in 32 and Bold Venture 36, won the Derby and Preakness, but were forced out of the Belmont with the same injury, a bow tendon that effectively ended their racing careers. And in 78, Alidar finished second to affirmed in all three races. We've had Steve Cawthon on, and we have uh, got a little firsthand knowledge of actually what that was uh, like uh, in Mr. Cawthon's uh, saddle. A young man playing his trade. Actually, in the two-cent trivia question, where did he ride his first winner? That would be Little River Downs. As Miami University in Ohio is the cradle of coaches, Little River Downs, is that to riders and trainers. You're going to see them. If you kind of go back and see where they uh, all saddled their, many, many, not all, but many saddled their first runners. Little River Downskis popping up out there. It's a great little oval. But there's been a whole lot of triple crown near misses. And it all starts back in 1877. Cloverbrook, you know, did not start in the Derby, but wins the Preakness Stakes in the Belmont. Then you go into 1878, the very next year, Duca Margena did not start in the Derby, but wins the Preakness in Belmont again. Hmm. Guess, uh, you know, they were just dodging Louisville, Kentucky then. 1880, Granada did not start in the Kentucky Derby. Wins the Preakness in Belmont Stakes. 1881, Saunter did not start in the Kentucky Derby. Wins the Preakness in Belmont. 1895, Belmar. Did not start in the Derby. Once again, wins the Preakness and Belmont. Man of War did not start in the Derby in 1920. Wins the Preakness, wins the Belmont. 1922, Pillory 
did not start. Did not start in the Kentucky Derby and wins the Preakness, wins the Belmont. 1923, Zev wins the Kentucky Derby, 12th in the Preakness, and wins the Belmont. Now, Zev really had to be, really had to be getting a, a smack around on that one. 1931, 20 grand, wins the Kentucky Derby, second in the Preakness, wins the Belmont. Going back as far as 1931, the beating was already taking place. I mean, that is really, that, that, that's when you get a black eye. 1932, Burger King wins the Derby, wins the Preakness, did not start in the Belmont Stakes. 1939, Johnstown wins the Kentucky Derby, fifth in the Preakness Stakes, uh, fifth in the Preakness Stakes, wins the Belmont Stakes. See, there's a lot of stories that, you know, that just kind of lay behind there. 1940, Bimlech. Second in the Derby, wins the Preakness, wins the Belmont. 42, shutout, wins the Derby, fifth the Preakness, won the Belmont. 44, pensive, wins the Derby, wins the Preakness, second in the Belmont. I'd say I didn't know that one, and actually I like to go back and read a lot on the Derby. 1949, Capote, second in the Derby, wins the Preakness, wins the Belmont. 1950, middle ground, Win a second in a win. 53, Native Dancer, second, followed up by a win-win. Nashua in 55, second in a win-win. Needles in 56, a win, a second in a win. Tim Tam in 58, win-win, second. Carry back in 61, win-win, seventh. Chateau Gay in 63, win a second in a win. Wow. I cannot believe this. I, you know, I keep thinking that, you know, it's only modern day time that, you know, we've had a little second-itis or somebody getting beat. But if you're going back in history, you're seeing it here. Northern Dancer, 64, win, win, and a third the year I was born. This is going to tell you how old I am. Cowboy King, win, win, and a fourth. Almost had a triple crown winner if he could have got his act together in the Belmont Stakes the year that, that I was born. 67, Damascus, third, a win, win. 68, forward pass, win, win, second. 69, Majestic Prince, win, win, and a second. 71, Cannonero, the second, win, win, and a fourth. 72, Reva Ridge, win, fourth, in a win. 74 is Little Current, fifth, a win, win. 76 is Bold Forbes, a win, a third, and a win. 79, Spectacular Bid, win, win, and a third. 81, Pleasant Colony, seems like yesterday. Just watching Pleasant Colony soaks in the winter circle. Win, win, and a third. 84, Swale, win. Seventh in a win. Swale was supposed to be something really, really, really special. And I wish, in fact, uh, it really was. Hallie Sheba, a win, win, and a fourth. 88, Risen Star, third in a win, win. Sunday, Silence in 89, win, win, and a second. 91 is the Hansel Man. Boy, was I all over this one. He was 10th, followed up by a win-win. 94 was Tabasco, Cat 6 with a win-win. 95, Thunder Gulch, win, third win. 97, Real Char Silver Charm. Silver Charm, win-win in a second. Then Real Quiet in 98, win-win in a second. Back-to-back -back years, same results. 2001, my favorite horse point given. Fifth, win-win. 2002, War Emblem, win-win eighth. Funny side, 03, win-win third. Smarty Jones in 04, I was there. Gosh, was it sloppy. Smarty Jones, win-win in a second. 
He wins the Belmont. I'm still smoking big cigars. 2005, a fleet Alex third with a win-win. And 2008, big brown win-win in a ninth. So if you think that you actually have been only hearing excuses here as of late, go back to 1877 throughout, and you will hear plenty of excuses. But a man that you're not going to hear excuses from is a gentleman that is on the line right now. I had the pleasure of working with him. He is the president of the Turp Publicists of America. He's a publicity director extraordinaire, an artist, a photographer, professional photographer. He's a bit of a renaissance man. He makes some great chicken salad. And a man that I'm very glad to call for him, Mr. John Ingor. Johnny, are you there? Hey, I'm going to hire you to write my resume, man. <laughs> you know what? Well, they, you know, your mom would have probably said saying the truth comes out pretty easy. That's a fact, Jack. Get your preak on, baby. <laughs> you know, I was just mentioning, John. I mean, get your preak on. People say we don't advertise. And we don't do anything cutting edge. They do something, and and now all of a sudden it's it's wrong and it's it, it's disgusting or it's how your mind is in the gutter. Do you remember a little track River Downs that you were integral in a, the creation of a commercial? Yeah, having the same problem. I do, and it was banned from television after it finished third in an international competition for best racing commercials. I mean, not, I mean, it just wasn't third in the state or third in the region, the world. Yeah, I got beat by uh, a country. Uh, I believe it was Sweden that year. They had a great. I mean, you I, you would have thought that uh, they pumped a million dollars into this thing, and that. Uh, you know, they hired the director of Star Wars to do it. And then uh, the second-place second, the second finisher was the entire state of California. They put together a generic ad where you just kind of popped in your track's name. And uh, on a $14,000 budget at River Downs, we, uh, we came up with a third-place finisher. Basically, it was, it was kind of based on we had some pretty, you know, sexy girls dressed up in silks, and it was a spoof of those late-night dateline things, you know. Uh, you know, you know. Are you looking for some hot action? You know, are you looking for something that can get a sweat on? You know, are you looking for something with long legs? And of course, we were referring to the thoroughbred racehorses. You know, but it took you know, it took about you know, 15 seconds for you to get into it. I'll tell you what, it got people's attention, and uh, I could only get one station in Cincinnati that would, that would air the commercials. Uh, but what can I say? You know, it uh, it got the attention while it was out there, and I, I like this. Get your freak, your I'm not freak, but freak on. Uh, because because they, they pulled the plug last year, or they changed the big party atmosphere of the infield, and they paid for it. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think you told me the other day they were off like 25%, 30%. In fact, they are, Johnny Boy. And, you know, I, I was kind of teasing uh, our listeners uh, a bit about the Preakness infield. We're about ready to head out to our break here. When we return, would you be kind enough to stay on, do some handicapping, and enlighten us about the Preakness? I'd love to. Uh, winning ponies Thursday night, this is where I'm at. Thanks a lot, John. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to hear more from my good friend, Johnny Englehart. We're going to hardcore handicap. We're going to get our pre-con here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No Holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. 
Voice America Sports. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. And thank you for taking the time to join us. Sorry Mr. Chris McCarron was unable to join us. He was on deck, on board, and on hold, and then disappeared. They're having some very ugly storms in the central part of Kentucky. He uh, lives outside of Lexington, and uh, they've had tornado warnings and such. And Chris is the kind of guy, if you tell him to call in a 10 after, he calls in a 5 after, and he's one of the most riveting and good guys in racing. I'm sure that we're going to have him back on. Trust you me, I got four emails from him this week, and we're definitely looking forward to it. But... Speaking about definitely looking forward to it, I've definitely looked forward to this because this guy can flat out handicap my compadre, the guy I work with, and I've learned a lot from Mr. John Ingor. Johnny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, and I'll co-sign what you said about Chris. You know, any effort he gets to uh, uh, promote the, uh, his, his school down there in Lexington, he's going to take it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that it was just strictly a, a technical difficulty that he wasn't on. We'll definitely have him on again. Uh, John actually had him up at River Downs. As, as I said, uh, his turf publicist of America arm is reaching long, far and wide, and, uh, and he's introduced me to some very friendly folk. Hey, and speaking of friendly folk, there is a young lady, my dad even told me, he said, did you know she was back riding? A very good friend of yours, Johnny, on Friday. Uh, that would be, I'm going to guess, 52-year-old Patricia J. Cooksey. 
In fact, it is. Patty Cooksey's back in the saddle again. It's a one-day event, and there's other uh, retired jockeys as well, John. They're all going to be saddling up, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, the ladies' legend race, and it is a legitimate race. I mean, this race will actually count on their record, uh, which I know one of, the, one of the girls, I forget which one, said she's not looking forward to it because she went out a winner, <laughs> and she's not sure she can win this race. You know, it's kind of, you know, that'll be the benchmark of her career. But uh, it's kind of neat. You know, there's a movie called Jock. Uh, a guy by the name of Jason Neff has been producing it. Uh, it's been going on for about a year and a half now, and he's gone back, you know, Barbara Joe Rubin and all, all of the, the ones that uh, were the uh, path makers for women to ride in racing. And uh, certainly P.J. Cooksey was one of those. We were lucky to have her on, on our circuit. She rode at what was then Latonia in northern Kentucky, and then she rode at River Downs on a very regular basis. Uh, the great thing about PJ is, uh, you know, not only was she a trailblazer and a leading rider at both those tracks, but she was just one of the most outstanding individuals I've ever met uh, personally in my life. She's just a fantastic person. She's overcome so much. It was a joy and a pleasure. I watched her plier trade, and uh, when, when the ladies, uh, there, there just weren't many in the jocks room. I'll just say that they probably had a corner clause that they had to change in, be, you know, before the modern times. They literally calendar. did, Ed. Oh, that I don't doubt. Yeah, I mean, they had just... to change in a closet when they first started out. And also, just uh, on PJ's uh, case, she was the first woman ever to ride in the Preakness Stakes. Incredible. And I believe, was it, uh, who was the first in the Derby? Was it Diane Crump? I believe you're right, yes. I believe it was Diane Crump, and, you know, I could be corrected. Johnny, there's a, there's a gentleman called in. Let's, uh, let's jump out to him and see what he's got to say. Steve from Union, are you there? How you doing, Ed? Hey, it's good to hear from you, man. Johnny Engelhart's on with us, and uh, the yeah. trifecta of us three, uh, we're just going to talk horses for a second or two, and I'm sure we're going to get a winner from you. What's happening, Steve? Oh, not much. Uh, just kind of looking at the, the card for uh, for Saturday at Pimlico, and also it looks like you got a pretty nice card going at uh, Riverdowns tomorrow. Oh, you know, the, the field sizes are getting a bit better. John, what do you think? I mean, I mean we, we talked about value with smaller fields, but now we're getting even more with the bigger fields. Yeah, we did get a lot of value with the smaller fields, and quite frankly, it made me look good on the regular guy show. So I don't know what I'm going to do when they start filling up. <laughs> well, I have a feeling you're going to do just fine. But Steve, uh, yeah, we, we're real, we're real pleased with that. Do you uh, do you like anything in particular? Well, let's see. River Downs tomorrow. Oh, well, let me pull that up real quick. Um, you know, the there's. Um, Boy, I don't have that right here handy. Well, then Preakness, give us the winner. Of the, give us the winner of the Preakness, then. Okay. Well, I like Super Saver. I like uh, looking at Lucky. I like Patio Prado. Um, you can stop right there. You know, Dublin. Don't forget about Dublin. He can be the spoiler. What do you think, John? Um, I think he named the trifecta in his first three horses. Ooh. Well, and, and the Super's not out of the question with the four of them, either, I don't think. No, no. No, I would go there, but... Uh, I just, uh, you know, and I, I, it's an interesting jack change on Dublin. Yeah, you're, you're taking yeah. Off looking for Lucky, and you're, you're, you're going to ride for D. Wayne, who knows how to get there. And Dublin is 10 to 1 with Go Go Gomez. There's not a tag on thing wrong. They just didn't fit in my book, and in my book, nobody reads it, but I mean, evidently somebody's reading uh, Nick, or uh, excuse me, not Nick uh, Zito, but Bob Baffert's book, 
and uh, he's got Martin Garcia in the irons. But uh, I think you, I agree with John. I think you can probably stop there for the first three, and then you can start part wheeling if you're going to do any more tries. But yeah, that uh, would be the, most, the next was, logical horse, and then who knows? One of those bombers might come in. But if you look at the horses that have legitimate graded stakes experience, it's those four horses. I agree. To that. Anything else you like in there, Steve? Anything else on the undercard? Oh yeah, there's there's uh, there's one pretty nice one. I think it's a turf race. It is. I can fifth, say exactly who you like. Fifth race, Killarney Bay. Oh, it's a John would like that one. He likes all the Irish, uh, all the Irish named runners. It, it's a ten to one, but uh, looks real. Calvin Burrell's on it. First time turf three year old. So it's, it's it looks looks real promising. Has uh, you know, has a pretty good record, and so put that one down. I will, and in fact, we've got it locked. Steve, thanks for the call in. We're going to do some handicapping here. Get out your pen because John and I are going to put our heads together. Thanks All for the right. call, Steve. Maybe I'll see you out at the downs tomorrow. You better believe it. We'll be there. All right, Johnny take boy, care. Ed. Are you ready to do some handicapping, John and I? I'll we did put our together and. You said to start at the 8th at Pimlico, right? Yeah, we're going to start at the 8th at Pimlico. Now, we've done radio together, done some TV handicapping together, and I enjoy handicapping with John more so than anyone. And actually, they say if you get married, you start looking like the person. I think uh, we're actually <laughs> starting to handicap like the person. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with the 8th race at Pimlico. But before we do that, before we do that, on Saturday at River Downs, there's a mile and 16th event. The Tomboy, a very nice little turf event going a mile and a 16th for Ohio Bridge, John. Yeah, you'll probably see the three-year-old Philly champion come out of this race. You know, the crops are kind of small, but I'm seeing a couple horses that have taken turns beating each other in here. It's going to be a very interesting race. One of them came from, from nowhere. Uh, the horse's name is Correct Call. Now, the tomboy, we're going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Let's hope it stays dry for the next couple of days. And uh, there's a horse by the name of Correct Call that came out of the Ocala sale for $180,000. And Kieran McLaughlin had the horse, started it at Monmouth, and Mark Schumann came in and claimed it for 50000 That's a bargain basement buy. He turns around, breaks the horse's mating at Charlestown, and then comes into Ohio for its first race against Buckeye Breads and wins the Royal North. So this is going to be an interesting horse to watch. Did that one catch your eye, or do you like the, a couple of the locals? Very much. And, John, uh, I, I think the faster they run a correct call, I don't think distance is going to be a real problem here. Uh, six to five on the morning line. And someone, a little gal we saw, none of your beeswax after an extended period of time off, but also ran against older, the two-horse, five-to-one with Scoot and Boot Perry's for Mike Roan. Uh, caught my eye with the... Uh, and I'm going to have to use the six with our man Johnny McKee for Billy Conley. I, I see box these guys up and maybe key the three correct call on top. Yeah, that, that, that's a stone-cold try. Uh, correct call, uh, none of your beeswax, and Ohio Star is, is going to be right there. You know, Ohio Star ran right behind none of your beeswax in the Tadat River Downs and then came back and won the uh, Miss Ohio Stakes at, at Thistledown. I uh, came up with a cough or something and had to miss the best of Ohio and uh, then came back in its debut and just finished a length behind uh, correct call, but does have an excuse line, was pinched back early in that race. Uh, got an email from my friend Johnny McKee last night, and he said, see you at River Downs on Saturday.
<laughs> Hopefully in the winner's circle, that is uh, Billy Connolly. Take a look at those three Ohio races, the middle three, uh, second by a length, wins by three, and second by a dirty head. Actually heavily bet, was uh, defeated by a correct call once. So uh, Johnny McKee isn't going to get far out of my exotics, but I think we both concur with correct call in the Tomboy this weekend. Well, we'll, we'll find out. I hope your listeners uh, take a look at the card at River Downs. I do, I do, and uh, Steve actually tossed one out, and and I like to refer to Mr. John Engelhardt as Ohio John because he definitely has his finger on the pulse of what is happening in Ohio. Eighth race at Pimlico on Saturday, John, post time, 2.57, a mile and 16th, the WD, the William Donald Schaefer, grade $300,000 up for grabs. Yes, go first. Let's hear what Johnny's got to say. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'll, uh, it, it looks like probably blame is, is the one to beat in here. Um, let me get my uh, stats in front of me. You know, the question is the layoff. You got Al Stahl, Garrett Gomez, but you look at this horse, and it really came into its own at Saratoga when it won the Curlin Stakes. And this is at a mile and an eighth. Now, this race is a mile and a sixteenth. It's never won at that distance, but this horse loved a mile and an eighth and reeled off one, two, three, four straight, 100-plus buyers. You can't find that many Colts in the country that have four 100-plus buyers in the last starts. The question is, is Blame ready? Blame has been off since November 27th, but since then showed some good signs of life for Al Stahl with bullet works down at, down at Keeneland. So I would say that that horse has the, the, the class edge. Uh, there's a couple mystery horses in here. Bulls Bay used to just be a heck of a horse. I agree. Uh, the horse has won $892,000, but it just kind of... It, it kind of tailed off. It never returned to its 2009 form, where it ran third behind Macho again and Rachel Alexander. And, I'm, you know, I'll just wonder if Grand Motion has maybe found the key to this horse. And uh, I think another horse that uh, was worth a, a good look in here is Understatement, uh, the Todd Pletcher-trained horse. Uh, clipped heels on the first turn in the Charlestown Classic in its last race. She throw that one out, and the two races, three races before that, all had 100-plus buyers. So, I think uh, Blame is the mystery horse. If it comes back to be half the horse it was last year, I think it's the one to beat. How about you? I like Blame a whole lot, Johnny. We we always. Uh, I think uh, you're tired of hearing it out of my uh, my chops here. I like two off the poly track. Uh, for me, it's been an angle that I played. If you go back in Blame's career on October 17th, two back off the poly track was a win at Churchill Downs. I really think Go Go Gomez is going to have a good day on this angle here. Uh, he's got a lot to prove, I think, to himself more so than anyone. Two off the poly for Alstall, and I'm going to key above, or excuse me, below blame. I'm going to use Indian Dance. Luis Garcia comes in from Charlestown for uh, Lawrence Murray. Running a million-dollar race at Charlestown, I mean, that, that is incredible. I'm using Indian Dance, uh, I think, can pick up some pieces down the lane. And, uh, and our good friend Terry Thompson, who rode at uh, Turfway Park. Former uh, leading apprentice at River Downs, I'll have you know. There we go. That wants to get the cradle of riders and trainers there. And Flying Private, I'm going to use underneath of Blame. And that is our eighth race from Pimlico. We move on right on to the ninth race. Post line 342, a mile and 16th on the weeds, a Gallaret handicap, grade three, and a very nice runners indeed here. Johnny, lead us on. Well, I, I think the key to this race is finding out which one of the European transplants is, is the stronger filly right now. You've got several of them. Uh, we'll start uh, with, with Ave, 
Uh, Roger Atfield trains uh, this filly. He he came out of the final week at Keeneland and just killed him. I believe he won back-to-back stakes on the grass. So Roger Atfield, not to be overlooked. Horse hasn't raced since it shipped in from England, but he's going to be very dangerous. Probably my pick in here will be Rainbow View, another European uh, transplant, uh, trained by Jonathan Shepard, ran in the Breeders' Cup Ladies Classic last year, finished fifth behind Life is Sweet, uh, was odds-on last time and did not disappoint in the prep for this race, not at Pimlico, but at Keeneland. Uh, Julian Leperu was up that day, and he'll be back up on, Friday, on Saturday. rather. Uh, then another European uh, transplant, uh, Christopher Clement, has number seven, Denomination. Um, this horse has only had one race this year, but it was blocked. It still finished second in a solid allowance race at, at, at Keeneland. Uh, on the turf, which this race is uh, on on Saturday, uh, I, and I think the uh, other horse uh, you might want to keep in there is a shared account. Uh, shared account uh, switches to the turf. Uh, once once this horse switched to turf, he used to run on the grass. It just became a whole different animal. And again, this horse trained by Graham Motion, uh, who's always dangerous with his turf runner. So I'm going to take Rainbow View over Ave Denomination and Shared Account. I love Rainbow View, and I know that you got a very. I tell these people we do not compare notes. I swear to God. (laughs) I know that you snapped a good shot of this one on April sixteenth, winning by a length at Keeneland. I think it's a nice prepper for Jonathan Shepard. I'm just going to keep Rainbow View. I'm going to use your uh, three Ave five to one Mikey Smith for Atfield. First time juice. That is the Lasix. That is. Group 2 company over at Newmarket. And underneath, I'm going to use the, the denomination at 10 to 1. I think is I think denomination is coming uh, right into her own. And underneath that, I'm going to use the 8. That is shared account, Edgar Prado and Graham Motion right there. Once again, they say if you handicap long enough together, you start uh, handicapping just alike, and you're going to see a lot of speed. What will she do? Uh, Take a look at one, two, three, four, five of those last turf races, John, yielding and soft going. If this is a, a firm footing, what will she do? We, you know, we don't know, and, and right now it's 6-1. to one. Shared account's a good price, but I'm going all rainbow view in the ninth of Pimlico. On to race number 10, it is the Maryland Sprint Handicap. Six panels, John, 427 is the post time for the 10th of Pimlico on Saturday. Who do you like? Well, presented by Jaegermeister. I'm sure the boys in the infield have got in this race. But uh, anyhow, this is, it's funny, it's, it's called the Maryland Sprint Handicap, and about half the field are Maryland breads. It's really kind of weird. This is the race that if you're playing pick fours or whatever, you have to go deepest on this race. Um, you've, got, uh, you've got Malibu Kid, who's kind of a local hopeful. Uh, he, he won his last. That was kind of a prep for this race in a 93 buyer. Uh, then you've got Roaring, Roaring Lion, who had a huge 2009. And if you go back and look, you can see that he's beat uh, more than half of the horses in this field during his career. Uh, not for Silver uh, is, is a horse that, that has to be uh, looked at because uh, the horse hasn't been racing uh, against uh, any uh, you know, Maryland breads, and it is a Maryland bred. It's only raced in one restricted race in the last 12 months. My pick in here uh, is the seven, Ravallo. Uh, Ravallo won this race last year. Go back and look at the rhythm of this horse, Ed. If you look at what he did, what uh, Donald Barr is, is the trainer now, but you go back and look at this horse. He ran in the Commonwealth at Keeneland, had, off a layoff, led to the half, got a little tired, got beat three lengths, came back and won this race by a head. Now you go to this year, runs in the Commonwealth, leads to the half-mile post, post, gets tired, gets beat by four lengths, 
and comes back into this race. On both of those races, Johnny Velasquez, who doesn't normally ride this horse, rode him. I think this is, you know, a, you know you've got to get into the rhythm of things, and I think Rivalo, uh, they're, they're going back to what worked last year, and it's going to work again this year. I, you know what? That is an incredible observation there, John. I mean, it, it almost looks identical, and I like the three-off angle of Rivalo. You know, the thing that kind of caught my eye about this race, it's just laden with speed, and it took me all the way to the outside of the 11, half-metal jacket, 9-2 to two, Ramon Dominguez. And take a look at this five-year-old gelding. Well, yes, it's true. Take a look at the half times, 44-4, and 45-44-4. <laughs> the faster they run it, the better he likes it. Sydney Dutra is a trainer. Ramon Dominguez, who was uh, once our guest here uh, probably about a month, month and a half ago, shortening up seven panels to six furlongs. I'm going to box your runner. I, I like that angle there. I mean, it, it almost looks like an identical Keeneland prep for this, uh, for this race here at Pimlico. But take a look at Half Metal Jacket. You're going to get nine to two. The faster they go, the better he likes it. Yeah, if he doesn't run into traffic, he's a huge threat. 11th race at Pimlico, John. Let's give us a few minutes and spend the rest of our time on the Preakness. But before we do that, uh, was there actually a wild time out there in the middle of the infield? Yeah, the, the, the Preakness was basically kind of the Woodstock of the Triple Crown <laughs> back in the heyday. Uh, of course, I'm way too old to go do it anymore. But, uh, I mean, you'd walk in there, guys would have kegs of beers dressed up as people and would be sneaking them through the turnstile. And it was just, uh, I mean... Whatever you wanted. I mean, you you could literally roll in cases and cases of beer. They didn't stop you. So you can imagine they set up a volleyball court or a couple of volleyball courts. It was a lot of fun. You know, basically it was a good time had by all. You know, and once in a while you get a couple jerks that ruin it for everybody. And I guess that's what finally happened. They pulled the plug on it last year and they found out that they paid for it. You know, it became you know, it was really a Maryland tradition. And uh, so. They, they, now they're trying to make up for it with get get your preak on, and I think they're having a little more controlled alcohol sales, but definitely they're trying to say, hey, there's a party here. Come on out on Saturday. All right, Johnny, 11th of Pimlico. Let's each pick one, and then we'll do the rest on the Preakness. 11th race of Pimlico, mile and eighth, 512 Eastern time, a mile and eighth of Dixie, grade two at Pimlico. Who do you like? Well, the question is, is this the coronation of Nicanor? Nicanor, of course, is the full brother to Barbaro, and it would be quite fitting at Pimlico if he would win this race, uh, a grade two. I, I just don't know that he's quite the horse his brother was. Uh, the way I look, the way I look at this this horse, I'm going to take. I'm looking at the way that the race sets up, and they're all closers. And I'm just wondering if Kent DeSormo is going to push the button on Rocka Baby Bay. It looks to me like the sole speed horse in here. It's only had one race this year. It looked like it served as a tightener in the Henry Clark over this turf course at a mile. So he's going to be my upset pick in the in the 11th race. John, if this one doesn't win, you're going to hear me cry all day long. I'm going to hammer it, and that's probably 2-2 for me. The Deuce Grassy. Play of the day. Garrett Gomez, Christophe Clement, a mile and a 16th, a mile and an eighth. Second time off a layoff. This is a turf runner, indeed, a four-year-old colt by El Prado. John, you take a look at the, uh, the only questionable race was the Jamaican grade one handicap. We're only lost by a length and a half, running fourth evenly all the way around. Grassy is my play of the day. Five to one. I might even have to borrow three bucks off of you 
to actually make this a five-hour win wager. Yeah. That's our 11th race, and now it is Preakness time, John. Grade 1 Preakness, a mile and 316 for the 135th running. Lead us on, my friend. Well, I kind of tipped my hand there earlier when Steve called in. You know, uh, quite frankly, we, we all know that looking at Lucky has not been the luckiest of horses uh, in its last several races. We've got the, the rider change to Martin Garcia. Uh, Garrett Gomez will be on Dublin. But I have to be honest, I, I really think that Super Saver is the horse to beat. If you look at his development as a physical being and as a racehorse against the top horses in this crop, which I don't think is one of the best we've seen, uh, the horse is really peaking at the right time. Uh, you know, uh, Pletcher gave it just one little uh, work over Churchill. It went fantastic. Uh, you know that uh, Mark Johnson, the track announcer at Churchill, was my guest on the regular guy this week, and he just said the horse looks sensational and went over the track just fantastic. Rain or shine, I think uh, Super Saver is probably the one to beat. Drew the eight posts so Calvin can do pretty much what he wants to do. I look at Looking at Lucky, everybody said he was the best of this three-year-old crop. We'll find out what he's got with, with, with a fair trip uh, on Saturday. I, I look at him as being the second-best horse. And then um, I've got to go to... Patio Prato with Kent DeSormo up. I'm sure Kent's going to ride him hard to the wire. He's taken some criticism this week that perhaps uh, Sleepy went to sleep a little bit there in the final few yards and got banged over the head by Icebox. Uh, so I would look for a little more aggressive drive, uh, ride from Patio Prato. So you go 8, 7, and 10, and just like an old married couple, I like Super Saver. You actually gave him out when others were in doubt. At 15 to 1, my friend. I remember it well, and so do so many others. Super Saver, I, I agree with you. I concur. Calvin can do what he wants. Looking at Lucky, Martin Garcia, I believe, is going to give a very, very heady little ride. He's a, he's a very talented little rider from California. He's winning 32% with Baffert. I go 8-7. And, John, on the bottom, I'm going to the far outside to the spoiler. That's the 12. Another Irish name for you, Dublin, Garrett Gomez for D. Wayne Lucas. Throw out the derby there on the running lines, and actually this three-year-old colt by a fleet Alex who won the Preakness, if I'm not mistaken, I think is going yeah, to Yeah, he, remember he almost fell down that day. Yes, and in fact, it is going to be said, it is going to be written, you go 8-7-10, and I'm going to go 8-7-11, and I think we've got the You're card go eight, locked seven, up. 12 and I would say if you take both of our horses on the bottom and put that in a super, you're going to go home a winner. John, I agree. Thanks so much for your time, my friend, and handicapping the Preakness, filling in for our good friend Chris McCarron. And like you said, if there's, there's not a better guy in racing, is there? No, no. Chris is great, and I'm sure he'll be back on the show. I'm sure it was just a technical difficulty. Hey, Ed, listen, no matter what you do on Saturday, baby, get your Preak on. You got it. Thanks a lot, John. John Engelhart, a man of racing. Time flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing, and this week was no different. We would have loved to have heard from Chris, but as John alluded to, and I said it as well, there were technical difficulties. We'll get him back on in the future. But we got to hear from John Engelhart, and we got to do some hardcore handicapping. And thank you and our man Steve for calling in, and thanks for joining us. So until next week, enjoy the Preakness of Second Jewel, and may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.